0: what is the problem with people who prefer lawns? Dandelions of flowers too. Now presenting John Hastings!
1: Hi everybody, welcome to Anything Can Be a Podcast podcast. What an amazing accent from America that was. Uh, Could you read the title again? Because it was just marred by your performance of going, I don't know how to do this, and then looking at the Scottish man as if his eyes held the answer. (laughs) Was adorable. Just any any thoughts, Lily? No. <laughs> Lily, you're going to be a great adult because you totally just sent Lydia out to dry. Because <laughs> you know what your dad sounds like, and you can do your dad's accent. But you knew. Because where are you from, Lydia?
0: Um, Wales. Oh, that's trouble right there. <laughs>
1: Colin. So Wales is this country that's also in the United Kingdom, and it's next to England. And you would think it's on one side, but it's on the other one. It's very confusing. And (laughs) their accent is they sound like they're singing, but they don't know the words to the song. Fair enough. Fair enough, very good. He's clearly not a performer, and also is really taken after our father, who always responds to shit I say that's weird, but, yeah, very good, (laughs) Before we get into the actual topic of the show, I uh, yesterday channeled my father in a way that I know he'll be proud. So at comedy festivals like this, they have industry parties where companies come and they spend a lot of money on inflatable, weird disco balls. And then they buy 12 beers and tell us that it's free alcohol and a networking event. Now, I don't go to these things, because I'm not very good at talking to people that I think are dum-dums with a Blackberry. Here's how it usually goes. Oh, yeah, I'm working on a production company. We make shows about cats that are transitioning into dogs. And like, you can't transition from a cat into a dog. That said, I would like to see if you could make a cat <laughs> act like a dog. I would watch that YouTube video every day, and if you could include a duck in it, I don't think I'd ever leave the house again. <laughs> and so it's that kind of event. I wasn't gonna go, I wasn't gonna go. I finally, my agent convinced me to go at 1.30 in the morning. I'll go for 15 minutes, It's fine. I rock up, and the event was already no more admission. You couldn't go, so I couldn't get my bracelet. Now, a normal mortal would simply turn around. Not me, I paid four pounds for an Uber and I was raised by Stephen Hastings. So I know what to do. You stare at them and you make them feel like jerks. So I cross my arms exactly the way my father's taught me and you look at them and go, do you know who I am? And I go, no. Now, I realize I can't say who I am because these people work at the Edinburgh Fringe and I don't want them to think I'm a dick as a comedian. Luckily, I have an alias, Robert McNeish, excellent agent from LA, works for UTA, was told to be here for a meeting and would like access. And they went, oh, uh, sir, I'm so sorry, we should have been alerted you're coming. I then did this classic, yes, you should have. I'm really sorry that's happening to you, but who is your supervisor? And they were like, that woman over there, clearly drunk woman holding Prosecco. And they went, we'll go get her. And I went, I would really appreciate it if you do. And then I went, I may have taken this a bit too far because she will have a list and Robert McNeish won't be on it. Because that's just my middle name and my other actual last name and not an agent at all. And also, it's not UTA, it's UPA. So I just made up an agency. Just Anyway, so she walks over and she goes, oh, Yeah, hi, Mr. Agnesia, here, there's a problem? Yeah, there is. And then I just faked a phone call and I went, Sorry, it's Chicago. And then I just went and stood outside and just glared at her. And then a bunch of people with radios came and stood by her. And uh, I didn't get into the party. <laughs> but I have heard that there was an agent from LA who showed up at the party who didn't get turn- get let in, and everyone is talking about it. That was me, guys. It's almost as good as last year when I spread a rumor that Louis C.K. was doing a show at the Gilded Balloon, just to see how quickly the rumor would come back to me. He came back to me 20 minutes later and was told to me by the head of programming for the Gilded Balloon, who just said, did you hear Louis C.K. is doing a show at this venue? And I said, yes, I did. I started that rumor. (laughs) That's not true. And she said, "What? Are you serious? I just got an email from the owner, and she heard." I was like, "Oh, this is bad. Shut it down." down." (laughs) Colin, what I'm trying to say is, don't gossip, but do. It's really fun. Now, back to you, Lydia. What is the title?
0: Um, Seriously, what is the problem with people who prefer lawns, dandelions, or flowers
1: too? That's a very good point. Flowers are interesting. I'm a straight white male, but I love getting flowers. Who here is a straight white male? Yeah. Yeah. Hands up, very good Now, of all of you gentlemen Have any of you ever received flowers as a gift? Raise your hands How did it make you feel, sir Who looks like the old man from that weird American Gothic painting? <laughs> special. Special. special You said that You said that beautifully But you also said it very coldly like, <laughs> <laughs> It made me feel special and I don't like that positive feeling <laughs> <laughs> And are you, uh, are you a gentleman in a relationship? Not currently N- no. And who are you here with? And who is this person to you? This is Jen. This is my friend. This is who? This is my friend Jen. This is your friend Jen, and how long have you guys been friends for? Six months. Six months? And you're already vacationing as friends together? Uh, No, no, I'm from Edinburgh. You're from Edinburgh, so you guys are just walking by and saw a cute man with glasses and thought, oh, we'll go watch a a white man sweat in the classroom, that looked like he broke into. (laughs) I saw you last year. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Again, the way you delivered that sounded like a threat. <laughs> I saw you last year and I know what you said, and I'm here to get vengeance on both John Hastings and Robert McNeish. <laughs> and what is your name, brother? It's Liam. Liam. And who gave you flowers, Liam? Um, my ex-girlfriend. Your ex-girlfriend? now. Yeah. Were they, like, dead roses? <laughs> a message? Uh, my girlfriend at the time. Your girlfriend at the time? Yep. You can say ex-girlfriend. She's not here. I'm not Jeremy Kyle. There's not... There's not... And she's here right now! <laughs> Rosemary! Was her name Rosemary? Uh, no. Now, you see, This is why my career as a psychic went very badly. <laughs> Are you tired? No, I'm awake. Okay. Uh, and how did you guys break up? Um... Usual sort of ways. Usual sort of ways? What is the usual sort of way? Hey, there's a 14-year-old there and a 7-year-old. Easy with the fucking language, you Uh, motherfucker. What's the usual way? Because I've I've broken up with a lot of people. Here's how you don't do it. Text message. Okay, not like that. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I did watch a friend of mine do it. Which was, I was sitting and having coffee with him, and he was like, oh, I just broke up with Heather. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. You have to go all the way to her place. She lived in Zone 4 in London, which is kind of like living in Newcastle when you're in Edinburgh. And Same distance. And uh, and I was like, he's like, no, I didn't go all the way. I just texted her. It's only been nine months. You don't have to do face-to-face breakup for the first year. And I was like, I don't know who's giving these rules. <laughs> Quite frankly, I do sort of agree with them, but that's neither here nor there. And he's like, yeah, it was just easier... And, and I said, what was the text message? And I'll never forget, he showed it to me and he went, it's not working, period, send. So it's over, period, send. Shit emoticon, Bye bye send. And I was like, A, I think that you should be in the military because you would be an excellent assassin. Everybody's like, the relationship is over. I know how to deliver that message. The creepiest of all emoticons. Why does the shit emoticon have a face? <laughs> Why was that, has anyone ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of a mess?
0: No, I thought it was. In, I heard that it was meant to be a chocolate ice
1: cream, but everyone thought it was a shit. Is that true? I don't know. If it was supposed to be a shit, I really like how you just gave up in your story. I heard that. Is that true? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> my last name is not Jobs or Gates, so I'm getting my information at least secondhand. <laughs> but if it was supposed to be chocolate ice cream, which actually does make a lot of sense, where's the cone? And why is it in the wrong section? Who's the genius who said that? Miss, based on your glittery face paint, I didn't think you would come with such wisdom, but you know what? <laughs> I, I was wrong. I felt like you just woke up from a rave that was here last night. And I was just like, oh, there's people here again. I guess this is heavy. <laughs> it's very, that was very adorable. I just crawled down front of the cell. Oh, I did a joke. Oh, it didn't go well. Okay, it's fine. And what is your name?
0: Natasha.
1: Natasha, and have you ever broken up with someone with, via text message? I have. You have? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Set your emotions to interested. <laughs> I don't know why that's an emotional thing. It's in the wrong section. Like the Shitamotocon. Call back. Now, so uh, what was the what was the situation?
0: Um I was going to uni and it was
1: far away, so it was like seven minutes. Wow. Okay. Yep. I have a lot of questions because you've told what is clearly a long story in the shortest way possible, probably hence why you broke up someone with a text message. Um, So you're going to uni, where were you living at the time? London. London, big city. And where were you going to uni? Who else is really hoping it's also London, but zone two? So like, listen, you can't make that work. Is that true? (laughs) Oh, my God. So what zone were you living in at the time? Okay, who here is a London person, by the way, and understands the concept of zones in London? So one, two, three. Okay, so London, I've all heard of it. If you don't live in London, it's that city you hate because when you go there, it was slightly crowded, and then you went back home, and you were like, could you believe how much a pint costs? And they were like, probably like a pound more because it's more competitive, so they can charge a little bit more. No one ever says that in Southampton. They just go, yeah, can you believe it? Like, here in Southampton, you can get a pint for one pound, and that comes with a meal and the right to shoot a Londoner. (laughs) Uh, But so London's divided into zones. Zone one, which is where the Queen lives, and where uh, Theresa May lives, And where there's just always traffic and it's where you get night buses and it's where if you're there on a Friday night you'll see a man in a suit eating chicken near a police horse. I don't know if it's a stage thing, but every time you're in Trafalgar Square around 4 o'clock in the morning, just a man in a suit that costs more than this entire building just eating chicken and then there's a Bobby on a cop horse just looking at him trying to figure out if that breaks the law. (laughs) That's Zone 1. Zone 2 is where you begin to see actual people... If you live in Zone 1 and you are here, can I borrow some money because you have money to burn? How much does your flat cost? Well, it's Soho, so you have to adjust it. It's a, I live in a man's hat for 75,000 quid a day. And then you move into Zone 2 and Zone 2 you can find some deals. My friend Ruth, she lived in a mansion in Zone 2 that was part of a estate uh, contest with the idea that there was five different families arguing over who owned this house because the will was written by an old crazy lady uh, who uh, gave it to charity. And they were like, we're not honoring those wishes. That money's ours. And so she's been living there for five years, paying 200 pounds a month. So you can get that in zone two. Then zone three, is actual people live. And then you move to zone four. That is not London. That is Essex, Kent, or Brighton. But still, they will tell you it's London. Then there's zone six. If you live in zone six, I'm not your friend. Zone 7, which is insane, and then zone 8, where you can actually see Birmingham. (laughs) Colin, allow me to explain. If you live in zone 8, you live in Calgary. If you lived in zone 8 of Calgary, you would be in Vancouver. (laughs) Very good. It was a joke just for him that he didn't even appreciate. He Good job. Anyway. Toronto, not Calgary. Pardon me? I'm from Toronto, not Calgary. No, I know, but you live in Calgary now. Yeah, but
0: I don't know Calgary.
1: Okay, so if you, it's Toronto zone 8 would be (laughs) St. Catharines? St. Catharines. See, he understood it now. Yeah. The key to comedy is just knowing the joke to say. I will crack you eventually, my friend. <laughs> right now it's just soft eyes and a subtle smile. <laughs> sip of the pint, but I will I will scratch the surface and I will tickle that funny bone. <laughs> See, it's building. You don't want you don't want to laugh, but i will fucking make you do it. I will. Now this what, what is your name? <laughs> you had not a, Natasha? Yeah. Natasha, what zone were you living in at the time?
0: In the zone. I think it
1: was maybe Zone 6. Zone 6? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Zone 6, and where does your boyfriend live? He was also in Zone 6. Zone 6. And now what zone were you moving to? You have to Zone Two. You were totally justified for <laughs> breaking up with him in text message form because you were moving up in the world. You're going from Zone Six, living in Amersham, having to take the Metropolitan Line like a peasant, and then you're moving to Zone Two, But you could take a variety of lines. All of which, for some reason, will have an old woman on it who will fall down, but you never know when and you never know why. <laughs> I was at the Victoria Station and I was with my girlfriend, and we we're walking along, and my girlfriend's one of these people who thinks that she can make it to things no matter the time and geographical reasoning behind it. Well, I am someone who leaves enough time, because I've lived in London long enough that I know you've got on a tube, and a man in a TFL uniform will walk up to you and go, oh, sorry, this is no longer a tube? This is now a wall, and you work for TFL for two years. And you're like, what? No, I, I need to get on a flight, and they're like, tough. And so we got on the train at my stop, at Finsbury Park, and we're going along, and we're getting there, and then we just stopped at Oxford Circus for 20 minutes, and I said, baby, we didn't necessarily leave enough time For you to get on the flight now. You might be late. She said, We can't be late. I want to make this flight. I want to pay changes. And I was like, Okay. And inside I'm going, Well, if you didn't want to pay changes, maybe we should have left at the time I suggested. But no, you wanted to leave at the time you suggested. Now, I'm not getting into that fight because we're all of our own free will and it's not my flight. And if it was my flight, we would have left the appropriate time. So I'm not really arguing with you because I do love you and I'm appreciating the extra time. But seriously, you're going to start stressing out and that's not really my fault. You know what? I'm not bringing it up because I'm a good person. Instead, I'm going to have a podcast, record it, make sure that you listen to it, and then we'll have the fight. Now. (laughs) Thank you, this section, for remembering to laugh. The rest of you, I appreciate that it's so hot in here, you've gone from laughing just going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, they just nodded and smiled, and what was funny is some of them laughed, and some of them did it back to me like it's a secret salute to an ancient order we're not part of. Welcome to the ancient order of Robert McNeish. Now, so we're, uh, we're on the tube, and we get to Victoria Station, she needs to get on the Gatwick Express, and we can make it, and we're sort of not running, because you can't run! In London, it's against the rules. I've seen, if you watch someone run, people will just look at you like you invent, how is his body moving with such speed? And, and also, you don't want to run in the tube. You will see things in the tube that will change your life. I saw two guys headbutting each other because they were trying to figure out who was better friends with the other one. And I wish I was making that up. But I was with my friend Chris Batts, and we had both moved to London. That was our second week in London. And we saw that, and then as we were walking, we had a long conversation about immediately moving back to Canada because we're not going to be able to survive in a city where it's two guys just going, BAM! I'm your friend! BAM! No, I'm your friend! Like, I, I think they were sober, too. Oh, it was terrifying. So running along, running along, and coming the other way was a nun. And I don't mean, like a stripper nun. I mean, a wife of God, in the actual penguin getup from Blues Brothers. Yeah, it's a reference for three people who are me, my dad, and my brother. But still, Blues Brothers, guys. It's called culture. Embrace it. Blues Brothers, it's a movie about two ex-cons who form a band because they work for God. If you explain the plot, it does make no sense. But let me tell you, James Brown is in it, and he's really good. So, uh, she's I'm kind of like keeping pace and I like skirt past the nun but my girlfriend's sort of looking at her phone Trying to figure out if she can still make the train and she Sees the nun and she is sort of as close to the mic stand as I am right now And she realized she needs to veer and she does an expert move and spins like a figure skater Into the wall and misses it that said the nun was stunned and her Roller bag hit the back by the way I, there was something weird about seeing a nun with a roller bag. Just that, like if you're married to God and God is real, wouldn't He just provide you with the stuff when you get? I'm not gonna get into it. but I'm just saying it's just a little weird. You know what I mean? Like I once saw a priest smoking, and I was like, I don't know if that's against the rules, but it doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Because if you're a man of God, and you're like, I better start smoking. I was like, What the fuck does he know that we don't know? <laughs> and so, so my girlfriend does the figurescape out of the way. The roller bag hits the back of the nun's legs, and the nun just. Falls to the ground like a tree, and my girlfriend—I could see her make that decision of: do we keep running and ignore it, or do we help the nun? I legitimately thought, well, I'm not Catholic, so I might keep going, but uh, you can't do that. So my brother is Catholic, so I, I ran back and I said, uh, uh, um, "Madam, I don't know why I called her madam. I don't know how to address a nun. Do you know how to address a nun? What, Colin? You went to Catholic school. How do you address a nun? We didn't have nuns. You didn't have nuns? <laughs> Do you think she was a nun? Maybe she was a drug smuggler. I'm sorry I helped this woman. Maybe she was just a big fan of the movie The Town. Do no, call her sister. You call her sister. Si- you call her sister! Brother, why weren't you there? It was. Yeah. Were you? Were you that nun? Back for revenge, I see. So, I run back and called her ma'am. For oh, a sister. What was, she, what was I thinking? And, and, I, and I said, ma'am, are you alright? And she just sort of lifted herself off of the platform, dusted herself off, and went, hmm And I was like, oh God, can nurses curse you? Nurses, nuns curse you? And my girlfriend just sort of stood there, and she just went, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to trip you. And the nun went, you didn't trip me, but you do need to learn how to walk. And then a train came, and then the nun just got on it, and we just stood there as the nun just gave us dead eyes as the train just disappeared into the tunnel. And we didn't make the flight, but it was delayed by two hours. Now I am not a man of God, but I'm going to say that if he is really he had a hand in that. It was making my girlfriend think about how he she assaulted one of his wives. Now back to you, Natasha. What? Do you have your phone here? Could you read us out the text message you sent that broke up with that man? You deleted the text message. Was it really harsh? I've never deleted a text message in my entire life. I have a record of every relationship, every friendship. Yeah, you want to have it just in case. You need to get that. I don't know why, I just don't know how to delete text messages, is the actual honest answer. How do you delete a text message? Swipe? Why have you deleted a text message? You seem very wholesome. I don't know. That's exactly what someone evil would say. What's the meanest thing you've ever texted? You've never messaged anything Memes. You're a liar. (laughs) Lydia, what's the meanest thing you've ever texted? I'll tell you what the meanest thing I've ever texted was in a second, but go ahead. Um, Probably, like, um, a passive-aggressive
0: message without any emojis. Without any emojis? (laughs) How many emojis
1: do you use that without emojis is a distinctive marker? (laughs) Ten.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: How old are you? You're 19? This is why I think that generation will either rule the planet or will all be dead by their hands. Because I've gotten text messages. Being in comedy, you deal in people that are 20 years old and they become your friends. But they use emojis like they're cool. My generation, I'm 32, emojis were the sign of passive aggressiveness. If you were really wanting to mess with someone, you'd be like, Hey, I noticed you didn't do the dishes, but I did. Smiley face. And then you just sit there in your glory. <laughs> but you guys have taken them and adapted it, so you use them as responsive things, which really bothers me because I am your senior. I'm right. You guys are wrong. I feel like there's a different... Like, when my mom sends
0: me ones, then I'm... okay, when you get into parent
1: emojis, that's a totally different then it's
0: thing. it's aggressive If you pass an age barrier, then it's passive-aggressive, but you have to judge on the age of someone.
1: I I somewhat agree. That said, one day I will find the person who showed my mom how to use emojis and I will kill that person. (laughs) Because that woman does not know how to use them, but she uses them with reckless abandon as if they can answer questions. Hey mom, can I borrow the car? Upside down, angry smiley face, snow-covered man, Christmas tree. (laughs) What that message means is I will totally make it work. Don't worry, I'm happy to loan you the car at Christmas. I had to call her to find out what the fuck she was talking about. Defeating the purpose of the hieroglyphs we were using. Colin, have you ever gotten an emoji from our dad? My dad is sat next no. to my brother. No, I never had. He's not an emoji man. If he wants to send a message, he'll show up at your house with a severed head of his enemy and go, that'll be you, and just leave it in the bin and march into the middle. Dad, come in. I'm your son. No, not now. And I'm off to go currently speak to someone who works for an airline. My father's big move. This man has more airline points than any human being I've ever existed. And he did something once. To this day, I don't know how he did it. I was on a flight coming from San Francisco back to Toronto where I was living at the time. And they because it was a... Built on points that canceled me off the flight. I don't know how he did this, but I called him and went, they canceled me off the flight, and he went, I'll take care of it. And I just stood there, and 10 minutes later, the phone for the person who was rude to me rang, and I heard my father's voice going, I am a premium member of Delta. You will put my son on a flight. And then click. And all I was, how did he do that? I didn't give him, I just told him the airport. I just imagined other people were just picking, hello, is there a man who looks... Like a weird ginger Hitler's wet dream man in front of you? No. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello. Is there a man who looks like if you shaved big, Bigfoot and then dyed him blonde? Is he in front of you? No. Goodbye. Hello. Is there someone who looks like a snowman who's done just enough push-ups to not be cylindrical but not enough to look fit? He is. I got something to tell you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And here's the thing with it: is it's done in such a beautiful, justified way. Like I can do it, but I always kind of mess it up. But see, even do it gets results. Waiters as well, because they've tangled with the wrong man, because he is a man who wants prompt service. We once waited for 45 minutes for Mexican food, and I saw him stand up like a gunslinger and go, I'll take care of this. (laughs) And then he just put his wallet on the table, where I was like, is he going to kill a man, and he doesn't want to be identified? I was just picturing that he'd walk into the kitchen, I'd hear an explosion, and he'd be running back around the front, covered in soot. Just run, John! You never saw me! How are we doing for time? Oh my God! We prattle on for that long. Good. Don't look at the time like you're judging me. <laughs> what is your name, madam?
0: Claire.
1: Claire. It's a beautiful name.
0: Thank you.
1: No problem. Did you know my middle name is Claire? No. It's not. It's Robert. We covered it earlier. <laughs> Thank you for that laugh. That's what it deserves. <laughs> now, Claire, what do you think? What topic will make that man laugh? What topic should we explore that'll make him laugh?
0: He looks like, um, oh, that
1: man who does comedy from I mean, The Boat That Rocked, um... Tim Minchin? <laughs> <laughs> so you do not look like Tim Minchin, I'm sorry. No. because you have a ginger beard and she's a racist, but that's not that's not my fault, that's her fault. What is The Boat That Rocked?
0: It's a film.
1: No. I, I guessed it was a film. I assumed it wasn't an actual boat that just yeah. rocked. <laughs> it wasn't a boat that just had Queen on it. I don't like that a lot of you are young and just went, Queen doesn't rock. Indeed they do, guys. <laughs> Indeed they do. It's not all, thank you for that fist bump. I really appreciate it. It's not all LMFAO and that woman whose name I can't remember. Carly Rae Jepsen. Now, um, what is the boat that, wh- wh- uh, what is the comedian thinking of describing? Oh gosh, um, I think he
0: was in Paul as well. I think
1: it could be not These are not real movies. Nick Frost.
0: <laughs> what? Nick Frost.
1: Nick Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Frost. You do look a bit like Nick Frost. Yeah, did you? Way to help me out, brother. Do you get Nick Frost a lot? I get Josh Homney, but with a drinking problem. Which isn't good, because Josh Homney does have a drinking problem. It's <laughs> the lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age. The album comes out tomorrow, guys. Jesus. Now, what is your name, brother? Dave. Dave. Powerful name, Dave. What do you do for a living? I work in IT. Do you work in IT? You know, I would have guessed that, but I'm not going to say it because I'm not rude. <laughs> oh. you know? It was a bit rude, I apologize. And I should, listen, you, you guys are going to rule the planet because I don't even know how to delete my text messages. Um, what is your least favorite part of your job? Emails. Really? Yeah. Like yeah, what? Well, you know, so. Like from who? People at work. People at work? Yeah. You are the, the perfect computer make. guy ever because you're just a steady hand on the wheel, no real emotion, <laughs> calm. <laughs> you clearly know what you're doing. Favorite part of the binary code? Mine 0110.
0: one zero. Zero. Well played.
1: That joke was not for everyone, and some of you should have studied harder to understand that. Did you understand the joke, Claire? Perhaps not. We're in trouble, Nick. I don't think that's your actual name. <laughs> what is your name? Dave.
0: Dave. <laughs> Close enough. It's a white guy name. I'm John. We have
1: white guy names. Like, uh, you could be Ron, Chris, Steve, or Paul. <laughs> Fuck! I <laughs> of you guys mates? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Whoa, what's going on here? Did he send a Kurt email and you did not respond with anything but a shit emoji? You just deleted it. You're going to need to show me how to do that later. Now, um... Question for you, Andrew. What do you do for a living? Truck driver. You're a truck driver? I have a lot of questions for you. First of all, why do you guys always slow down when I'm getting close to you? You don't like me? Don't act like you guys haven't wondered that same question when you're driving down the motorway and then there's a truck speeding along and then you get close and he just slams on the brakes and you're trying to change lanes and he won't let you change lanes and you just want to do something, but it's a truck driver and you don't trust him because you've heard their stories, speed, etc. the occasional beheading. Now, have you ever picked up picked up a hitchhiker? Really?
0: Yes.
1: I like your style, Andrew. That said, you do have ice water in your veins, and you haven't blinked And That was the first time you blinked in about a minute and a half, and I'm quite terrified. By the way, this is the first time you smiled the entire hour. And, uh, pardon me? It has been an hour. Well played, IT man, it has not been an hour. <laughs> Someone gets paid by the hour, obviously. Um, and back to you, Andrew. Favorite motorway in Britain? <laughs> Not much of a truck driver if you can't answer that question, I'm just saying. Well,
0: we
1: eh? You've only been on two? <laughs> where do you drive to and from?
0: Glasgow
1: and Amber. Where and where? Glasgow and Amber. And where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Edinburgh. I heard Glasgow and Amber, and I was like, you just drive to a woman's house from Glasgow? It's <laughs> not a job, Andrew. <laughs> um, do you just drive that one weird sort of A road that should be a main that one highway between Glasgow and Edinburgh back and forth and back and forth? No. Well, then what highway do you drive? I
0: don't
1: think I've ever driven those, because here's what happened to me. I've only driven up all the way from London to Edinburgh once, which was last year. And I don't know why, but coming into Edinburgh, you have two options. One sign that says, towards Glasgow which just say, and also Edinburgh, and then another sign that says towards Edinburgh, and then you just drive down a country lane for three hours at five o'clock in the morning with your friend Johnny Pelham, who said, I'll stay awake to keep you alert, and then he fell asleep only before putting on an audio book of the infinite jest. Now, have you ever tried to stay awake while everything boring is happening to you at the same time? A man sweetly snoring while a slow, dry-voiced man reads the longest book in modern fiction? And it's a why, 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 why isn't it? Because as soon as I got to Edinburgh, I told everyone I ended up on this country lane going forever and ever and ever in a slow circle and eventually got in Edinburgh. They're like, oh yeah, what you're supposed to do is drive towards Glasgow slightly and then you get on the motorway to Edinburgh. Why isn't it marked, Andrew? I ask you because I do. Should be the same. Well played. <laughs> you two perfectly fit your occupation. <laughs> <laughs> Steady hand, IT man. Angry, rageful truck driver who wished no one else drove and it was just him heading toward Amber's house for some sweet kisses. <laughs> I got you laughing, right, Andrew?
0: <laughs>
1: Only in Scotland would someone laugh and then say, I didn't laugh. You didn't do that. I was thinking of a joke Nick Frost made. I don't know what I did to in a previous life, but I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you accept my apology? Alright. Cullen in Scotland, that means yes. Also, pal either means my friend or my enemy, but you never know until it's too late. Come with me, pal. I'm excited. Why are we in an abattoir? Final, uh, final quick thing before we go, uh, back to uh, lawns and uh, flowers. Have you ever been given flowers before, Dave? No. Have you ever thought about sending flowers to Andrew? Definitely not. (laughs) Why not? It would not be a weird thing to say, Would you like to receive flowers from your friend Dave? No, you have nowhere to pl- place them. It would be weird if they were on the dashboard, they'd fall down, blind you, and you end up taking out like 11 cars. See, I bring up murder and he laughs. I'm very nervous. Um, I can receive flowers. Uh, I received flowers once when I, I broke up with a girl. It was a very long, drawn-out play. We've all broken up with people, and it kind of goes one of three ways. You both want to break up, and that's easy. One person wants to break up, the other one doesn't. That's a bit tough. Or one person wants to break up and the other person does not accept it. And then you somehow get into an argument about how you feel and the other person doesn't believe you. And that, if you guys, some of you are very young, you haven't encountered that yet in life. When you do, it's the worst thing in the world. Because you don't know, when someone goes, I want to break up. Have you recently experienced this? Because you guys just shared a lot. No. No, no, no. I feel like you're lying. I feel like <laughs> It was the weirdest. So I said to someone, I said, I would like to break up. And she went, you don't know how you feel about that. And I was like, no, I... I definitely do know how I feel about that. And then she and we spent 12 hours arguing. We started in zone one. We were on the tube. We ended up in zone six. There was a man who just got in a text message with news he did not like. I said to my girlfriend, "Stand next to him. Read that text message. I feel the same way." She refused. We ended up back at my house. We argued for another three hours. She, she then fell asleep in my bed, which was a bit rude. So I went and slept on the sofa. And then in the morning she woke up, took her key. Off of my key ring and threw it on the ground and went, Now we're broken up. And I, at that point, was exhausted, emotionally drained, and I said, It was my idea. You don't cre- get credit for it. And then I handed her back the key, which was a mistake. You shouldn't make an enemy and then give them access to your house. Right, Andrew? <laughs> Very good. Were you sent here by someone to kill me? He didn't say no, which was the most terrifying part. But he did sort of smile and went... Could you kill someone?
0: It Could happen?
1: My answer to that question is no. But we are different people. And I have some enemies. So let's talk after. And let's see how much... Your time is worth. How much money would it take for you to kill someone? I don't know why I'm ending the show on this. Speaking of money, by the way, the show is free to get in, it's not free to get out. Suggested a donation of five pounds. And if you don't pay that, I'm fucking sending Andrew after you. (laughs) Right, Andrew? Yes. (laughs) Our double act is very creepy, but I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Hastings and the killer. (laughs) We'd make a great duo in like a buddy cop movie. And you play like a a murderer who's just broken out of jail, and I catch you and I gotta get you back to jail, or my wife's gonna leave you? (laughs) Right? What? I don't know. Okay, some of you are very young and don't remember movies from the '80s. So in the '80s, every third movie was about a police officer who had to get a guy back to a place, but for no reason. Some reason he couldn't, like his car broke down, and his wife's about to leave him, and his daughter's dating a bass player. You know what I'm saying? And then there'd be a musical number, and for some reason a helicopter, and at the end Dennis Farina's there, and he says something quippy, and then gets arrested. Right? I don't know how. I could ever have done this show without Andrew because it added such a level of tension that I've really enjoyed. As all of you guys over here have been able to laugh along because you can't see him, well, all of you guys have just spent your time looking at Andrew going, oh, he's got a knife. <laughs> but it's not where you would keep a knife. If you had a knife on you, where would you keep it? Final question, that we're going to end the show. If you had a knife on you, where would you keep it? Andrew.
0: <laughs>
1: and your heart... In my heart. Oh. It's Listen, it was an accurate description to what I said, which is if you had a knife, you would keep it in a place we wouldn't expect. In my heart would be weird, especially because it would be hard to get in a fight. So you'd have to rip open my chest to get your knife in a fight? Be dead, so. Oh, you'd kill me and just drag my body around with the knife in my heart, and that would be like a message to the other people? You're the only one I wanna kill? You're the only one I wanna kill? You've taken the show way more seriously than I think everyone else has, and I can't tell if you're joking or not, mostly because your friend has stopped laughing and is just giving me help me eyes. Are you less of an IT guy and more of a hostage? Were you at a motor services station in Chester about five years ago? Andrew pulled in on a big rig. You didn't notice a skull hanging off the windshield, uh, the uh, the rearview mirror, because trucks don't have a rearview mirror. Because if they had a rearview mirror, they would just look back at the load they're carrying and serve no purpose. and if you weren't thinking Dave was an IT man I think that answer truly proved it and that his response to were you a kidnap victim five years ago was well I probably was at a motor services (laughs) station five years ago (laughs) ladies and gentlemen I thank you so much for coming here and sweating from parts of your body you didn't know you could I'll see you at the back thank you so much for your time bye bye